morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to this November 9th version of AM Live on EOA, your connection to Eastern Oregon, and we are on the EOA network. How are you, man? Good morning. Morning, morning. It's Another frosty out there today. First time I've had to scrape it this year, I was pissed, too. <laughs> I walked out there, I was like, oh, gosh, no, it's not here already. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, man, this adds another, like, five, seven minutes. To, maybe that's why I was running behind today, even though I got here early. Yeah. I was just in a piss-poor mood because I had to... Scrape the windows. I hate it. I hate it. I don't have one of those fancy scrapers, you know. Some people have, like, a glove with a... No, I have a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I can never find maybe, my scraper. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas is one of those... One of those... I don't But it's going to have to be a big one. Be yeah, like, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, then I guess my hand wouldn't be freezing by the time I get, I get in the car. But yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's it, it's it yeah. Is. So do that, you do you scrape? Are you one of those people that scrapes the whole window, or are you like just scrape a little? No, I scrape the whole thing. Yeah, I, I go f the whole front, the whole back, and the the driver side and passenger side front. So I don't do the yeah. the rear. But I mean, I'll do the whole thing with my. Yeah. I just use a car. Yeah. If I can get by with just a little window, I mean, you know, I will. I yeah. mean, I'll scrape. When I scrape, I'll scrape quite a bit, but I'm I'm one of those I people. Get in, like, start the car, and while it's warming up, I'm out there just yeah. you know, pull my jacket down to try to keep my hand, you yeah. know, but it doesn't ever end up working. So I yeah, no, Tanya there. warmed up her car today, which was like, okay, it must really be frosty. Yeah. She gets a, up a little before I, I do. And so, like, when I got up, like, is your car running? Yeah. I, mean, I would go warm it up, but then I have to go all the way downstairs, to go all the way back upstairs. And now I'll just warm it up while I know. I, I know. I was this morning, I was thinking about, like, wouldn't it be cool to have one of those cars that, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> where you can hit the button and it starts. Yeah. yeah. We don't know nothing about that. No. No. That's because we I've drive. I've never had cars. a car like That's that. That's right. I don't yeah. even want a car like that. Those the, to me, that's just too many things that can go wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Nah. But man, I tell you, the new cars these days, like you don't even have to. I mean that. No, but I mean there are so many electronic bells and whistles. Yeah, that are that's, just what, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I don't want nothing like that because yeah. I don't. I mean, I saw. I didn't know this, but you can get heated steering wheels. Really? Heated steering wheel? Like really? Well, or I knew there was heated seats. I did not know there was air conditioned seats. Oh, I had heard that. I've never been in a car that had. No, that, I'm not. I'm not. I, that would be weird for me. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. I'll yeah. just. I don't even necessarily need automatic windows. I mean, I'm cool with. Yeah, I, you you rolling. You, you can't you can't buy a car. You know. Last Not 20 anymore. years they've had, yeah. BC, my car doesn't even have a driver's side door handle. Okay. You have to go up in with your fingers and give it a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little love. But does it, does it roll? Does it no, automatic? it's got automatic. It's got, yeah. 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 But, it, but uh, somehow the door handle got broken. Yeah. And I just never fixed it. Jake's got, I mean, I, I, I'm sure Jake's yeah. got one out there and I, it would probably take me about 10 minutes, but I just, you can get in and out. So I'm like, I'm good with it. I, I'm not a. I'm not the kind of person that's real worried about aesthetics when it comes to how my car looks. You know yeah, what I mean? I do. Yeah. I, I, I get that. I understand that. This Saturday, Veterans Day, uh, the uh, Veterans Day Parade, 11 o'clock, right yep. out here um, on Adams. We'll, we'll be streaming it. We will be streaming it. And Tanya's going to drive the van. 
So it'd be kind of fun. Oh, cool. My kids are coming into town this weekend and we have a lot of uh, fun stuff planned on top of the volleyball tournament, which let's, uh, let's talk about sports. All right. AM Sports Report brought to you by Buffalo Peak Golf Course. It's a beautiful 18-hole link-style golf course out in Union. Dana and his team have done a great job out there. I say it all the time. Go check out the Pro Shop. They have a really good selection. They have a whole bunch of new stuff, and, and they're just doing a great job out there. Buffalo Peak Golf Course. Meet me at the peak. EOU Women's Soccer. Uh, Season ended last night, barring an unlikely bid at the national tournament. Uh, it would be an at-large bid, but it's highly unlikely. Um, they lost to Northwest in the semis of the CCC tournament, one to nothing. Um, they had a really good season, though. I think they end up seven and five, seven, five, and four. So four ties, five losses, seven wins, um, which is a good season. I mean, you can't really complain about that. EOU football ends their season on the road on Saturday at Montana Western at 1 p.m. on, and that would be 1 p.m. their time, so it would be noon our time, I believe. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of disappointing season for EOU football, but like I said, they got progressively better. Yesterday, I released my sports show with the the two seniors, Carson Brown and Josh Mendoza, and I also put out a little. Um, uh, Instagram reel on the history and kind of the the idea behind the number seven and why people are why people get that number as a legacy number and it changes every couple of years based on who you know who's the leader of the team at the time basically wears number seven and that's why that number gets passed around. Jace Billingsley wore it, Justin Hughes wore it, Kai Quinn wore it, Solo Taylor wore it. And then Josh Mendoza is the latest to wear it, and he was on the show yesterday, and we talked about that a little bit. EOU uh, Volleyball, like I said, the CCC tournament is this weekend. There's games all day tomorrow starting at 9.30 a.m. That's the quarterfinals. So the two uh, quarterfinal matches are at 9.30, 12.30. The winners of those games, it's crazy how this tournament works. So there's already been – games on Tuesday, right? That gets people into the quarters. The other the people that lose on Tuesday don't even come over here. The 9:30 12:30 game are the quarters to to match up EOU and Corbin who are the 1 and 2 seeds. So the winners of those games, the lowest seeded team left will play Corbin at 5:30 and then the high or no at 5 and then the highest Seated team left will play EOU at 7:30 tomorrow night. So that the big the big information that you need to know is EOU plays at 7:30 tomorrow night. Okay. And it's gonna be packed. The the student section at EOU games, I mean the baseball guys and the cross country boys, they just they 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 show up for volleyball. It's it's exciting. And I posted a thing on my Instagram reel about uh getting Monty there, you know, because Monty's never at any games. And, and I did a little poll, right, BC? Yeah. I said, you know, how many want to see Monty at this game? And it was like 97% <laughs> with like 150 votes. Wow. But uh, I don't know if they'll be able to make it happen or not because it's kind of, it, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but Monty's not real. There's somebody inside <laughs> that suit. And they have a hard time finding somebody to do it. She's like, 
well, why don't you do it? I said, yeah, that suit ain't going to fit me. Yeah. Like, there's no way. You'd have yeah. to get a customized and, and Monty, suit. And Monty holding a camera. Yeah, and you have to move. <laughs> and you have to, like, run around and jump and, and do push-ups. And no, that, that, you know what I mean? Like, but it would be cool to see Monty at more games. We I've had a lot of people actually talk to me about that. Like, hey, why isn't Monty ever at football games? And and I finally asked, like, what what is the deal? They just have a hard time finding mm -hmm. people to do it. And they pay. Too. Huh. But they don't they can only use college kids. So no. it's like it's one of those things. EOU volleyball, though, that's gonna be exciting. Um, speaking of that, I had a couple of the young ladies on my show today, and, and here's a little clip of what they had to say. What about you personally? Uh what what do you like about Eastern Oregon? Like the area? Well, when I visited, it reminds me a lot of Wenatchee, just like smaller. And honestly, what really drove me to Eastern was just like the team in khaki, if I'm being honest. But I really love like how tight the community is and like even like across like sports teams. It's really nice that like when you see like other sports teams in the training room, you can say hi and like around campus, it's like a really and we all love supporting each other, which is really nice. Oh, why should I come play at EOU with you guys? I think that um, I mean, I love that I went to a JUCO, but I think that like Khaki is so good at developing skills. And I wish that I would have like known that maybe a little bit before because like I just started getting like some skills down and I wish that I had more years to like play with her and I think that no matter where you're at like she won't necessarily look at what the skills you have she will look at those skills that can be like found and she yeah. will find them in you and so she's like super supportive the whole team like dynamics whole atmosphere has been so fun and it's just like if you're on the bench if you're on the court if you're outside if you're in the classroom like this place in this community is it's like so fun to be a part of like yeah. everyone wants everyone to succeed Today, 5.30, uh, and, I mean, not the AM sports report. On the sports show, Adrian Washington and Britt Vaughn from EOU Volleyball. Um, they were both really good interviews. And, and that these volleyball girls, they're all the same, man. They're all smart. You know what I mean? Like, they they show up on time. Like, yep. I don't have to worry. You know what I mean? Well, right. actually, pretty much all EOU sports. It's not like the high school where I'm, like, sitting here worried. Like, <laughs> are they going to show? show up? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or am I going to have to, like, call? Yeah. The good thing is, is I know most of the high school kids' parents. So yeah. I, I can, you know, like, send their parents a that, dirty That uh, makes message, a difference. Right? Um, I'm going to make a post later today regarding the local AAU boys programs needing help. Um, they need coaches. They need players. We're, we're, I talked with uh, Sean Daggett yesterday a little bit, who's in charge of AAU here. Um, we're, we're in trouble. Like, if we don't get more kids, uh, you know, signing up for sports, we're, we're like the next few years, we're going to have some troubles with sports in high school if we don't ha have more involvement from parents and kids in these younger uh, in these younger groups. So I'll make a post later today about AAU. And I'll also talk about it on my sports show today. And Sports Report brought to you by Buffalo Peak Golf Course. Meet me at the peak. All righty. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's look outside quickly yeah. here. It looks nice out there, yeah. but it ain't nice. It's, it, yeah, it's frosty and ugly. It's cold. And uh, let's see. the. So it's supposed to get up to 49 today. What is it right now? I have no idea. I think it's probably in, you know, mid-30s. Think so, it's freezing. It, it definitely got down to freezing yeah. last night. And then uh, 34 BC right now. All right. Ooh. So, yep. And it looks like it's going to be similar weather the rest of the next couple of days. So, yeah. 
Not, I mean, f mid fifties isn't horrible. Yeah. I guess, for a high. No, it's fall. Yeah. It's it's kind of appropriate. We're done being outside for sports, so yeah, we are. Guess, yeah. Sadly, well, this, this morning we have Superintendent George Mendoza with us, and we'll be right back. back with Mr. George Mendoza. How are you, man? Doing well. <laughs> good to see you. Always good to see you. Good seems to see like you, time is good to see you too. It seems like time is flying, man. Like quarterly, yeah. we have uh, George Mendoza on and it's like, we're already there again. Yeah. It just oh like God. clips by, doesn't it? Yeah. When you fast. get old, man, time starts flying. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm, I know how you guys feel now. <laughs> <laughs> It does seem it does seem fast, All, you know. Everything we do, it just I, the world I think was a little bit slower when we were younger. Yeah, but I do think like computers and technology and all the things now just speed I, things up. Our parents didn't lie to us when they said, "Enjoy it now, don't rush." You know, because yeah. you know, as kids, we were like, "Oh yeah, man, it's taking forever to get to summer." You know, the school year lasts forever, and now I'm like, "Can we just like?" Put it back into normal speed instead of like triple fast forward. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I mean technology has it allows us to jam more into our. There's less margin. I mean, there's because mm -hmm. we're jamming more stuff in, whatever it might be. I mean, when you're traveling from one place to another, you're, you know, involved. You're set, you know, yeah. on the phone or something, and 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 so then, man, the days just they just zip by, you know. So, yeah. well, how's school going? been great good yeah. school year yeah you know uh it's gone fast just like you know we're talking about um fairly pleased very like staff in a good place most of the time you know yeah. kids in a good place most of the time and uh parents in a good place uh less complaints in general yeah and people uh positive people for the most part in in a better headspace and then uh kids learning you know we're talking about student data often Mm -hmm. um talking about achievement and uh, how kids are learning 
and they're reading better or their assessment scores for the first quarter or the growth that they've had, um, it's all been going in this direction. Mm -hmm. And so those are always like, ah, yeah, we love that. And so, so that's been really nice. How long do you think it'll take for us to get out of the COVID funk in years? Oof. I mean, you have a guess on that? Uh, three to five is what I've shared with people at times. I think yeah. um, recovery, you know, is going to be, it, it's going to be showing up and learning to be consistent all over again. Right. Yeah. So the, the showing up part and then the, the disillusionment when something's not good or something doesn't work out and people getting frustrated, you know, brings them down and then you got to get back up on the, I got this, we got this and, and being resilient. But, um, uh, I do think, you know, the more we focus on positive stuff or the mm -hmm. more we focus on growth or the more we focus on things where, where there's gratitude, um, that's going to get us back to like, everything's, everything's okay. Or I usually get to like, um, you know, I got, we got this. And, uh, sometimes I tell people we'll figure it out cause we're going to figure it out. There's no, you know, we don't have a choice. We're going right, to, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and then there's, hasn't been a problem that if we spend enough time working on it, that we can't get through. Oh yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. The attitude of gratitude is applicable in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you have a, it's hard to, to feel bad about something. If you're, if you're grateful. Love that. You know, I will even say that I sometimes tell people like back to moving forward, we don't have a choice. Right. But it's this like for every problem that we have, um, the only way to solve it is to move forward mm -hmm. in solving it. And I don't care if it's a relationship, you got to communicate, you got to work on it to move forward. And yeah. then if it's a, you got a problem with your knee, I was telling you about, Yeah, I, I don't have a choice except to try to see what I can do to fix it right? so that I can move forward. Right. Uh, and same with reading. Like the only thing we do to improve reading is to work at it, to study skills, to get more fluent, to grow your vocabulary, to build mm -hmm. your comprehension yeah. and move forward. Almost everything is, you got to move forward. Not because right. you can't go backwards. That, that, there was a great quote, quote about that on the CMAs last night about moving forward. That's why the windshield's bigger than the rear view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because forward's all that matters. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You, so, and, and I usually give the like, we're, are we here? Are we here? Or are we here? And I'd say that in a variety of different ways, but the reality is we're going here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we got to do these things to get to here. Or sometimes right. this happens, but we got to get to here because it's really only going forward and trying to improve and trying to get better. Yeah. Right. But the key to all of that though, is to not be satisfied with where you are right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you can yeah. be satisfied, but the point is, is you, you've, how can we do this better? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, we're surviving, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, you, you, you we're not surviving and now we're surviving. Okay. Now how do we really get to where we mm -hmm. want to be? You know, and it's just not being complacent with, yeah, and that's the thing. Is. Well, and yeah, and for me, I'm uh, I'll just say I'm in a position of leadership and my brain doesn't go to let's just be complacent. Right. Yeah. Uh, my my brain goes into leading. Right. Or better math or better reading. Right. Or better, you know, better thinking or better collaboration yeah. or better sidewalks or better whatever. It's yeah. just that's it's like it's a normal thing to think about things improving. Yeah, good. So, uh, so Kyle mentioned right before you came on about needing to get more the AAU program uh, and so on and so on. Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, talk about that a little bit, how critical those feeder programs are for 
sports. Yeah. Well, I'd say the reality is we, we've got a really good feeder program going on for wrestling, a uh, really yeah. good feeder going on for baseball and yep. softball and people, you know, coaches highly involved and coaches advising and working with parents and working with um, the club sport leadership and doing ca camps and clinics and doing things to kind of like build that interest and promote the coaches or promote understanding of good technique with coaches and, and then having skill development time for, for students and bringing them on. So there's, we know what to do a lot of times. So it's not like, but the reality is, um, you know, I've, I've been, Sean Daggett ta let me know that he wasn't getting enough coaches to fill some of the teams uh -huh. and that they didn't have enough ways to recruit kids. And, and same thing for, for um, Jesse Wright. Jesse Wright from the high school was telling me, I don't think I have enough athletes to have a, a freshman team anymore. And we'll barely have enough to have a JV team with the varsity. And I've been told the same in like in boys soccer this year, we just had enough kids to have one team. Barely. Yeah. So, so those are things where like the only way, again, the only way to move forward right. is for us to communicate, communicate better with city rec and then city rec. You've got this, let us promote the sport with you. You tell us when you're doing something, we'll put it out there as well so that you can get more kids city rec. Um, what are we doing to get parents to want to be coaches or the parents to be more involved in soccer or in basketball? And, uh, and how are we transitioning them into becoming coaches for AAU or becoming coaches for the club sport? Yeah. And it's like, then it becomes our high school coaches should be advising and supporting and building those relationships with parents. Because at the end, I, I usually tell folks, um, the kids go where the parents go. Right. 100%. And, and if the parents are involved and connected, their kids will follow them because that's what the parents saying. We're going to basketball practice. We're going to do this with basketball. We're going to do this with soccer. And then if they get coached and it's a positive experience for them, they're open-minded. They're getting good technique from the, from the high school coach and they're building the skills mm -hmm. from third grade on up to fourth. I mean, there's progression of skills and knowledge. Um, and then they're having, again, they're participating in camps or they're playing in tournaments or they're playing in leagues that happens, but we have to communicate better. Um, we have to do much more in terms of how we support people. And we need to be willing as, as a high school program to have camps uh -huh. and to, to build those relationships with kids too. And, and the parents, right. So that we can let them know, like, it's important for you to, to keep growing and advancing in this sport. We need to have parent and AAU club or city rec nights at our high school so that kids can play sports at halftime. So that mm -hmm. they come and they watch the high school pl play, and then they're like, "I don't want to be with that like that." Right. Kid. I want right. to do that kind of stuff. We, George, where it needs to start though is we need to we need to get rid of the stigma that we're a football wrestling town, and that's where it all starts. It, I mean, soccer runs concurrently in high school as football, right? Mm -hmm. Basketball runs at the same time as wrestling. We have there's there's that stigma that we're a wrestling. It was the same when I was in high school, and the only time you had a good basketball team was when you had a group of parents that were invested in it. I think 96, we won the IMC in basketball. And that was because those kids had played together since they were like four years old, all of them. Uh -huh. And it just moved through. And, and we got, we have to just kind of get rid of that. Oh, we're wrestling and football school because we're, we, we want to be a diverse school, mm -hmm. right? We want to be good at everything. And the only way we can do that is to have kids jumping in when they're, nine, eight, seven, you know, playing mm -hmm. sports that maybe you're outside their comfort zone because dad was a 
was a wrestler, you know what I mean? Or mm. because dad was a football player. It doesn't mean that the kid can't play basketball or soccer. Mm -hmm. No, we, we're definitely, you know, in our school district, we've won state titles in swimming in wrestling, multiple in baseball and softball in track in cross country, like in football. choir football, you know, we, we are trying to get lots of sports and we do have uh I'm going to say we do have only so many athletes and we're the kind of school district or high school where we need to have kids play two sports, uh -huh. sometimes even three sports for us for to be sure. as competitive as we can be. But um, it definitely um, there should be, you know, we're large enough too where there should be enough. If you want to be a basketball player, we've got systems in, in, in place for basketball. Right. Or if you want to be a soccer player, we've got systems in place for that. And I, those are things that we got to really spend some more time on trying to, to build. So I want to, I want to make a connection between these extracurricular activities and them being significant because, and you, we talked about this last time that you were here because there was a period of time when, I mean, and there are some people, if your kid's not really involved in sports, you might not understand why that's important, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and I mean, talk for a minute about why those other things are really important mm. to the overall health of the whole school district. I love that. Well, at the end, like the, the, the big theme is really being connected. Mm -hmm. All right. So the big thing theme is if you're connected to a school or connected to a class or connected to a job or connected to people, um, you're probably going to show up more often if you're connected. Okay. So when you're connected and you're participating, um, you're growing your, that whole, that well-rounded education, you're growing and you're involved and you're starting to, to learn at a deeper level. And that all leads towards success or that leads towards passing classes or that leads towards graduation. Mm -hmm. When kids or people don't feel connected or don't have that sense of belonging or don't participate in general, they start to find reasons to check out. They, they find reasons to not attend. They find reasons to like, you know, opt into other, other things that might be more independent Right. Or might, and that's fine too, but opt into other options. And the, the big thing is always, um, if you get, get, get students to attend school, if you can get them to participate in, in club sports and activities, or mm -hmm. even engage in classroom activities, they'll likely pass. And when they do that, it all leads towards graduation. And that all leads towards more success, more career opportunities. A better life and 100%. so research yeah. doesn't lie people yeah. like yeah. if if you're involved in extracurricular activities you have a higher gpa you go to class more and you're more connected i mean right. that's just how it is it's, it's well and the and you're identifying with something that is healthy for you i mean that is i mean we just have really serious drug issues because of a number of different issues mm -hmm. but different things but kids are, they identify with the wrong thing. I mean, mm -hmm. they, you know, they get it. And, and part of that is because they weren't connected. Mm -hmm. They didn't connect to something well, and, more significant. And I'm going to just say back to how coaches influences yeah. or, or teachers or, or us yeah. and our impact back right. to those little things. Like I see you kind of deal, right? A coach that is working with an athlete builds that relationship and understands what drives or motivates or mm -hmm. even builds knowledge or skills on things that they need. Same thing for teachers or th same things for us. When a person knows I'm showing up and you care about me or you know me 
or you want me to get better at something, right? or you want to mentor me, or you want to guide me, whatever it might be, you want to teach me, those things also, like, I'm cared about, mm -hmm. I'm valued, I'm understood. And that that's another layer of how important it is for, for us to, like, to create that connection so that people can, can move that way. Yeah. And so it's, it's all like, to me, there's a lot of interrelation to, to all these things. We do have like an obligation to build relationships. Right. That's what we, we were made to teach, right? Or keep you safe. Right. We were made to help you learn. Right. We have an obligation to know you. Right. And so our, our schools have to do that too. Um, but then it has to also be that the parents know that and that the kids want that and that we're doing all of these together because that ultimately leads to a good community Yeah. or a good family or a good school district. Good stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's talk for a minute about attendance because this yeah. is because we and you talked about this last time, how critical that is. Uh, but you spoke at the Rotary Group that I'm a part of and yeah. you're a part of. And and one of the things that you talked about, which surprised me, was. Athlete athletes uh -huh. and their attendance. Yes. I mean, and so I mean, that's so how do they I'm mean, going to give us, you know, you had a you had a thing there where it's like. I don't know. Kind of give me those stats. When well, you you want you want kids to attend this much, but just an athlete being yeah. involved. Let me talk so about the that. state. The state has goals around um, attendance. Okay. Right. So they look. They they don't like the word chronic absenteeism. Chronic absenteeism is pretty much you missing more than ten percent. Okay. So they think the word that people like to hear is a uh, regular attenders. You know, a regular attender doesn't miss more than ten percent of a school year. Um, a regular attender. Um, you know, basically is showing up consistently. And again, if you show up, if you participate in yeah. class, you're going to likely learn concepts and skills and advance and get credits and pass your, you know, pass classes and graduate ultimately. Um, and usually for me, even when I, what I would tell anyone is if you miss a lot of instruction, partial understandings or misunderstandings or partial conceptions of concepts and skills that need to be mastered, it's like, it's hard. And then when people miss a lot too, you slow down everybody else too, because if you have a lot of kids missing, people say like, I'm not going to teach that lesson today, or we're not going to do that test today. Right. Or we're right. going to reteach because too many people were gone because of this. And it just waters us down. It slows us down. It does all these things. But ultimately back to kind of, it's a Kyle thing that with high school athletes, even though they're gone and they are gone because we're in Legrand and we've got to travel to Portland. Or we got to travel yeah. to right, right. Crook County, or we got to travel anyway. Every, everywhere we go is three hours at times, or four hours, or longer. And these kids miss a lot of school, right? They're still very involved, so they they're kind of connected, and they feel that sense of belonging. They're turning in their assignments, they're doing all the things they got to do because in order to play a sport, you got to pass your classes. You to stay eligible. So, yeah. so they're doing all that they have to do. So it's a little added layer of complexity for them for for work, but. A kid that's playing three sports, think like every sport could maybe they'll lose up to 10 days of school in a bus traveling back and forth because they leave at lunchtime mm -hmm. and they might do that okay. you know, often. So a, a high school athlete that's a varsity athlete that's playing three sports might, might miss anywhere from 23 to 30 days of instructional time. Um, they're still participating, so it does count as an right. attendance, but they're going to a sport. And they're not in class right and that doesn't count just so you know as a chronic absenteeism but when right. you're it, you when you're missing class but it matters yeah and you're getting stuff 10 percent is 17 days right or 17, somewhere around that yeah yeah so so i mean and 
is, I mean, I think we've been incredibly blessed. We've seen this year after year where there'll be someone who is a real involved athlete, very good at what they do, and they're Val Victorians. Yeah. Right. They're it's, high achieving kids. Yes. Often. Right. Yeah. So they're. I mean, that's every. That's that's every year. Right. Yeah. Oh. At, back to that. People. It's it's almost counterintuitive at times because people think that they're missing school because they're playing a sport, but the reality is they're fairly motivated. Right. They're achievement oriented. They've they've got goals. They want to succeed, and they have high accountability and responsibility. And a coach will tell them, "Get your assignment turned in," or a teacher will say, "I need you to do this." They're more like apt to say, I'll get it done versus I'm not going to get it done. Yeah. So. No, yeah. it was just, a, in, I'm, you know, an, an interesting. So, all right, well, let's, let's switch. Talk, talk to us about some of the building projects that are going on and how that's going. I mean, the Wildcat yeah. Center, how's that? Uh, so Wildcat Center is, is great. They've uh, poured the foundation. Um, things are stubbed in for electrical and, and uh, plumbing. And now they're, uh, putting in the, I guess, the frame pieces so that they can start to put up the, the walls, uh -huh. the, the shell. Um, so that's progressing well. Um, likely end, end of November-ish, there should be a lot of shells going up. Um, so the structure will, will somewhat look like a structure um, by so, the end of November and, and through December. So when are they hoping that it's going to be, I mean, you guys closed will in. use it. Yeah, yeah. Close, closed in. December or January. And then after that, it's just all the inside work that's going to be taking place too. Um, really, we want, you know, I've been telling them I want occupancy or at least initial occupancy by June. Mm -hmm. um, so, so if we want to do practices or we want to start having yeah. things take place at the end of the school year, I think their viewpoint is, uh, and they've been working hard, is, uh, you know, at best we can get you inside by June. But there's so much like then we have to knock down the annex, then we have to put in parking mm -hmm. lots, then we've got to do all kinds of things. And that would happen in June, July, August. Um, but June is when I want to be inside. Mm. Um, and for us to say we and we got to furnish it, we got to put, you know, desks and chairs and scoreboards. and So all these hopefully things. by next school year. Oh, yeah, it's it'll be it's it'll be in full use. Yeah, in full use. And the, the whole complex should look like a, a smooth complex where everything looks like it belongs and uh we'll likely repaint the middle school to make it a similar color so that that whole place um looks uniform yeah and then i'll update the uh or we'll update the the soccer fields too and make sure that the uh the scoreboard looks nice or the sheds look up to date and then they're, they're also putting in the uh the greenhouse right now i was gonna say yeah i yeah. was just gonna ask you about that yeah so that greenhouse has been also starting to come up and the goal is to have that done um end of november as well now in this where's that at that's uh that's going to be over by the soccer field okay up on that top level oh okay um where we have some storage already that we're going to be moving so it should look like a really nice new big building and the purpose of the greenhouse is well our middle school program has um you know very strong uh, plant cell program that takes place um mother's day ish and so they do a lot of uh of growing of plants, of growing of flowers, and doing a lot of uh, learning uh, or applied learning yeah. of science through that program. And what's that? Is that botany? What are they? I got science. Okay. Uh, yeah, but botany, yeah, is, yeah. is study of plants. But, okay, but the the, the it, probably some kind of plant science. Earth um, science. Yeah. Yeah. Earth science in middle school. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with how, learning how to 
how to maintain a crop or, you know. Yeah, a, grow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Get a green thumb early. Well, and I think that, right. I mean, and that is something that EOU has started too. I mean, they have a degree now essentially in farming. That's not farming. That's not what they call it. But I mean, yeah, they yeah. are, I mean, kind of going back mm. and, you know, planting those seeds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, to, to yeah. I mean, there's, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. No, we need that. Okay. Uh, now, and the the high school's building some houses. I mean, yes, yeah. Talk to us about that. Um, Tiger Houses is is happening. Um, same, they've got the foundation up. Um, that they or the foundation, and they put in footings. Um, they still need to get to framing. Okay, I think they're they're what I would say is behind schedule. Okay, um, but it, I think the goal, of course, is still to try to get it framed and then closed in. Um, and then for us to build as quickly as we can, as best as we can, our goal had been to get it done by the end of May. And, um, I, I'm going to speculate that it's probably going to take longer than that just because I'm, I'm seeing things slower than they, that we would have wanted them to yeah. be. But, um, but uh, my hope would be that we're done uh, in June or July. So where are those houses at? Um, so it's really behind Zion Lutheran. I think it's I Avenue. It's, it's behind, um, um, the central and central parking lot. Okay. So it's in that I Avenue right behind. It's it's thing. just one house right now, right? It's just it's but it's a uh, a townhome. Yeah. It's a, so yeah. it's a like a duplex. It's a yeah. Okay. But a little bigger. Okay. Two stories. Okay. So so how so how is that? I mean, I'm trying to so you know, we used to have shop class yeah. or whatever it might be. Is that kind of, I mean, so during that period, they go grab their tools. For two periods a day. They go, yeah. I yeah. mean, how does that So function? we have all kinds of stuff in a shed <laughs> and um, we do have tools and tool bags and, and uh, we have a job site that has lots of different things that you would have for any construction worker. Right. Um, we do have, um, Gus Chachis is the general contractor. Okay. And we do have uh, Tim, I think it's Tim Matthews is his name. Tim Tim is the doing the the framing right now with with his team. Okay. But our kids also help and support. So whatever needs to be cut in terms of cutting of wood or whatever needs to be measured, our kids are helping with cutting of woods or measuring things and then bringing them materials and and helping them to do their jobs. Um, and so right now, what I sometimes tell folks is it's going to likely be about 80% of this build gets done by, by the contractors that we hire, the mm. subcontractors and our students are going to keep learning on what, what to do. Eventually my goal would be that 70 to 80% gets done by our high school students on the wood side, right. on the framing side, right. on the hanging sheetrock side, all these kinds of things will shift over to us over time, but there'll always be a subcontractor that they're the electrician or they're the mm. plumber. Um, yeah. They're the refer. They're the person that does a lot. And OSHA has a lot of rules too for a what a, a high school kid can do right. versus what they can't. But uh, and you have to work within that structure. But um, two periods a day right now is taking place. And in, in, when we get more students, it might be one group does two periods, and then another group does two periods. So then it's four periods for for Parker McKinley, who's the teacher. I was going to say who, yeah. what teacher is doing. So that? he's yeah. the teacher and Parker's just, you know, so he is like on, so every class, I mean, whenever there's that, I mean, they all head out there, they get, yeah. Yeah. And then, so, and then he works with the generals and he works with the subs and then he works with 
anything that we do need to do with permits or uh -huh. anything that needs to happen with equipment material and supplies. He, uh -huh. He's the guy that orders it and makes it. So, and he's also studying to be a general contractor. So he'll be the teacher and the general, uh -huh. and then he'll teach four classes. And then on the, the other three classes, he'll be doing all the other prep work that has to take place for that job site. Uh -huh. And then he'll be in the future, getting ready for us to get to the next land development or the next job cool. site. So he's also leading in the, the permits and hiring sub, you know, sub, yeah. you know, subcontractors and, and I mean, all those things. Eventually that probably becomes a fairly profitable fundraiser. Um, you know, not maybe, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> in the, like, <laughs> I, I would just, just like for us to get enough money back every single time on the land that we purchased <laughs> and all the materials and supplies that we purchased and um, to be able to do the next yeah one. to get to the next <laughs> one and we'll always pay for parker and parker is you know i mean a teacher you know teachers are 100 yeah. to 120 thousand dollars a year with with all the right. bells and whistles benefits and all these kinds of things and so paying for parker out of um measure 98 which is high school success act that is one goal for me so to make it clear is the teacher paid for out of a, a special program fund that we received for high school success. Yeah. But the, the building and the materials and the supplies and all of those things off of federal grants or other grants, not general fund resources um, that I would traditionally use to pay for, for, for teachers or for supplies and materials that are meant for, for students. I, 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 we built this program to be based on grants and other things to, to as seed money to get us started. And we're hoping that that seed money will always pay for the next house, the next property and all those things. And then we'll keep paying for the teacher, but really outside resources get yeah. used to pay for the, the houses and the, cool. the lots and all that. Well, George, we got to get you out of here t today. Is there anything else you want to brag about real quick before we Any quit burning yeah. issues? Um, no, I think, you know, in general, um, in, I've, I've been sharing at times enrollment is low. So um, whenever you have lower enrollment, that means you get less state school funds. Fund. Right. And then when you have less state school funds, you have to figure out um, where you reduce. And I think you said we're like 250 kids down from pre-COVID. From the highest point right. ever okay. that we've okay. ever had. We're yeah. about 250 kids okay. from our highest point ever. And so... That's a reality, and we're losing ESSER funds. We're losing those elementary, secondary schools, Recovery Act funds. Um, this is the end of that, and, um, and that's what we have used to be able to keep a lot of our, you know, at least 10 positions. Um, so this year, we'll have to be really smart with um, really using any special categorical funds that we have or using any funds and trying to absorb teaching positions. Um, the reality is we'll probably shrink a little bit, and... When there is some uh, natural attrition, there'll be times I might make a decision to not fill a position. Um, but the reality is when you have 200 less kids or 250 less kids, um, yeah. you have to shrink. How many kids do we have? I mean, what percentage is that? We're about 2,073 okay. uh, to 1,079 full-time students. 10%. Yeah. A little yeah. more than 10%. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's stuff that... Um, you know, I usually I don't want it to be a surprise. I just right. say whenever I say we're shrinking or we're having attrition, um, like uh, that's kind of what happens um, yeah. when you when you don't have as much resources. We're pretty strategic though, and we're going to be able to, you know, I'm going to say keep people 
Um, but if people resign, there'll be times where I'll probably be thinking like, should we, do we fill that job? Right. Yeah. Can we get by? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Always a pleasure. We could, we, you and I could talk for a long time. All of us could. Yeah. So, all right, man, you want to get us out of here? On this day, November 9th, 1620, after a month of delays off the English coast and about two months at sea, the Mayflower finally spotted land at Cape Cod. On this day in 1862, General Ulysses S. Grant issues orders to bar Jews from serving under him. That's only like 150 years ago, 160 years ago. Huh. 1888 on this day, Jack the Ripper's fifth and probably last victim, Mary Jane Kelly, was found dead in her bed. 1904 on this day, the first airplane flight over five minutes in history. 1904. 1984 on this day, Wesley Craven's horror film A Nightmare on Elm Street premieres in the United States. That was a huge yeah. series, man. I, I'm not a big fan of you know the horror I know, movies, I'm not, I'm but not either. Yeah. some people are really crazy about it. 2015, San Diego SeaWorld announces it'll overhaul its killer whale show after controversy over the whale's treatment, which has always been an issue, you know, the killer whales and, and SeaWorld sea and everything going on. Number one song in the country on this day. 1993, Meatloaf, I Would Do Anything for Love. Quote for the day, Ben Stein. It's amazing what ordinary people can do if they set out without preconceived notions. One more time. It's amazing what ordinary people can do if they set out without preconceived notions. All right. Yeah, sports show today, we're going to talk about... Uh, AAU basketball. I'll have the EOU ladies on and from the volleyball team, but I'll, I'm also going to make a post about the whole AAU basketball thing by itself and and just you know give a get some information out there for you guys to figure out you know how to help support this program. And girls volleyball Friday. What did you say? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty, and then the uh, we'll be streaming the Veterans Day Parade, come down, come downtown uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. is the parade. So thank you. Hey, thanks, George, for being thank with you. us. Thanks, Eastern Oregon. We'll see you soon.